Hi, Air Cargo fans. This is Jeffrey Aaron, and welcome to today's Flying Talkers. Sad to report my colleague and very best friend, Joachim Joe Frigger, chairman of Emotrans, died on Monday, April 19th. I'm going to read the press release from Emotrans and add some warm words we received of praise from the Air Forwarders Association and Joe's good friend, Brandon Freed. And later, after the shock of this sudden and great loss to people all over the world has passed our time of mourning, we'll share with you our story of a decades-long friendship and alliance that went up and down the line, personal, family, business, the whole nine yards, with this truly remarkable air freight forwarding pioneer. And speaking of forwarders, spend a few minutes today with FIATA's Director General, Stefan Grauber. Stefan delivers the entire package of what's up and ongoing at FIATA in 2021. And included will be some words describing FIATA's new global agreement with pay cargo. The setup will never be the same, is our take. Finally, hang on to your hats as we wonder if the Air Cargo Agents Association of India, ACAAI, will accept the decision that went in IATA's direction after a nine-year battle had been going on at the Competition Commission of India. Will India agents kiss the IATA cast? Well, we'll find out about that and some more right after this, when we come back with Joe Frigger's story. Once again, welcome to Flying Talkers. This is Jeffrey Aaron. As we begin our program today, we note that Emotrans mourns passing of Chairman Joachim Frigger. Emotrans, a global provider of logistics and supply chain management services, mourns the death of its founder and chairman, Joe Frigger, who passed away unexpectedly April 19, 2021. Joe served Emotrans for nearly 50 years as chairman, CEO, president, and the founder of Emotrans USA. Under his tenure, Emo USA grew from one office at JFK International Airport in New York to a logistics powerhouse with a presence in every major U.S. shipping hub and an international reach through the Emo Trans Global Network. Today, Emo Trans USA has grown to 33 branches nationwide, employing nearly 400 staff. Born October 16, 1940, in Opladen, Germany, and raised in nearby Cologne, Joe first moved to the United States in 1966 as part of his work for Dugro Freight Forwarding Company. He went on to found Emotrans USA in 1972 in partnership with Emo Germany. Joe worked tirelessly from day one and over the ensuing decades to propel the company to great growth and global reach. Emotrans was more than his company, it was his extended family, and his colleagues will miss him immeasurably. Joe Frigger is remembered as a savvy businessman with a passion for freight forwarding industry and an unwavering commitment to serving customers with excellence 
and the highest ethics. His mantra, success by performance, underpins the company's reputation for customized customer solutions and attention to detail. Joe was not just my boss. He was also my partner, my mentor, and my friend, said President and CEO Marco Rohrer. Through his significant experience and wisdom, he provided thoughtful guidance and a unique perspective to our discussions, which resulted in better decision-making. That's a quote from Marco. Emotran's current management team is fully prepared to continue Joe's legacy of strong leadership, careful planning, and wise decision-making. He was always looking ahead and envisioning ways to improve our performance and build on our success. This will not change as we have a strong team hand-selected by Joe to continue this path, Rohrer said. Together, we will work through our grief and continue providing the level of service that Joe expected and exemplified. In addition to his passion for work, Joe engaged in social and charitable causes, including the German-American Chamber of Commerce, the Red Cross and Salvation Army, Feeding America, Ampo Burkina Faso, a home for orphan children founded by fellow German Catherine Rode, and Children's Hospice Berenherz. He is survived by wife Karen, son Sven, and daughter Jennifer and their spouses, as well as grandchildren Maya, Lucas, Kai, and Jackson. This is Jeffrey Aaron. And now, Fiata, up to the minute. Here's a conversation we had with Fiata Director General Stefan Graber, talking about a wide range of subjects, including the new deal between Fiata and Pay Cargo. We asked Stefan, the 2021 Fiata Week was just held, has adopted a new approach, as opposed to the Fiata headquarters meetings that used to be held in Zurich. Both aim principally at FIATA members rather than the wider public, but what is the added value of a more select participants list, as was suggested this year? This is what Mr. Grauber said. Last year's FIATA headquarters meeting was canceled, and the FIATA World Congress 2020 was postponed to 2022. That's in Korea. COVID-19 pandemic still ongoing, we had to think of a different approach to offer connection opportunities. FIATA, as you know, is an organization created and dedicated to serve its members, and one of FIATA's missions is to provide a platform for networking and meeting with members among members. These are both national associations and individual members with their respective requirements to be taken into account. So our online format allowed many association members who could not come to the headquarters meeting before to participate for the first time. The annual headquarters meeting usually allows association members delegates to meet, but we also wanted to pass content for our individual members and show them new tools. This is how the FIATA Week came to be, an innovative event primarily dedicated to national associations, where their delegates could discuss strategic priorities affecting the international freight forwarders community together with FIATA's progress in these projects. The regular institute, advisory bodies, working groups, and regional committees, Mr. Grauber said, 
were complemented with additional sessions open to individual members. We also allowed observers to participate wherever possible. So we're delighted to see the figures that the FIATA Week was able to generate. They were highly attended in a manner similar to previous face-to-face headquarter meetings. We even had to limit the number of participants to three persons per member in order to ensure a good participant's experience as well as maximum diversity for associations and organizations. Once the number of connected participants reached bandwidth limits, virtual congresses and other online events had shown technical issues and became poor models, a situation Fiat cannot afford. As our conversation with Stefan Grober continued, we asked the DG of Fiat, this year's spring meeting only just follows Fiat's move to Geneva. Will Geneva not see a public gathering for Fiat members even in the future or are there different plans for a face-to-face gathering when the pandemic is over? Here's his answer. As we learned last year, we'll never know what the future will bring. Say that again. However, we can expect the Geneva headquarters will organize a Fiat Week in Geneva in a post-COVID-19 format that is yet to be defined. The following editions of the Fiat Week might include some more open sessions, as we've experienced this year in a digital format with the opening of the high-level dialogue sessions to all Fiat members, for example, or We could consider the greater use of technology as a means to allow any FIATA member to participate, even from a distance, if they had not managed to travel at that point in time. This will remain a work in progress, and issues arise, they'll be met with flexible responses. We asked Stefan the FIATA week was the first opportunity for all members to make acquaintances with the new secretariat in Geneva. Did you have any positive feedback from your members about the new setup? Stefan said yes. To our greatest satisfaction, we've received a lot of positive feedback since the recruitment and setup of the new team in Geneva. This is instilling today a new dynamic to the services that Fiata provides with members. And thanks to the team's diverse and creative background, it's very very important to notice that the Fiata week was not the first opportunity for our members to meet the new Geneva-based headquarters team. All those participating in Fiata events organized since the spring of 2020 had already had the opportunity to get acquainted. Next question was one of the issues that Fiata seems to focus on at this point in time is digitalization of the transport documents and payment. One could argue that this is an issue that Fiata institutes and advisory bodies have been discussing for two decades or more with no real breakthrough. What justifies this stop and go approach in your view? In the past, Stefan Grober said, Fiata has been struggling with the implementation phase of its projects. Fiata has had to build the internal capacity to overcome this issue starting with competent staff at its headquarters. This is the case today. In his previous capacity, the DG successfully led the development of a digital platform facilitating transactions between commodity traders and their funding banks. This was a platform that was sold to a leading blockchain startup at the end of 2019. 
In addition, a highly qualified senior technology advisor holds a successful track record in running several IT startups, assisted by digital project officer who's provided great capabilities in a similar technology-related position at IATA. The upcoming launch of the Freight Pay platform in April is another proof that Fiat has finally overcome its difficulties with the anticipated breakthrough. That's quite a statement. Another issue of crucial importance is a cooperation with IATA who allegedly discontinued the cargo agency modernization program after many years of negotiation. Do you take the view that a personality like Glenn Hughes leaving IATA is at the root of such decisions, or are there other reasons? Will the program ever be resuscitated in your view, or is there a plan B? We'll be back with that after this. Flying Talkers 2021, brought to you today by the people of ATC. From Frankfurt, Germany to the world, with offices open everywhere, ATC is the reliable general services and sales agent, GSSA, for top-rated customer satisfaction. If your airline is delivering service excellence, chances are ATC represents them somewhere. ATC is leading the way delivering life-saving vaccines to combat COVID-19. Want better service from people ready, willing, and able to deliver? Contact Volker Dunkaki, Group Manager, Charter, and Solutions, and Thomas Bomart, ATC Team Leader. Get it on Volker is what we say if you've got something to move and want it shipped worry-free. There's no secret sauce here. ATC's Extraordinary expertise and service ethic harkens back to a time when results-driven cargo executives were the product of a lifetime of best practices and great training. So contact ATC, One World, One Great Air Cargo GSSA. ATC Aviation can be contacted at atc.aviation.com and tell them Flying Talker sent you. That's atc-aviation.com. So what about it? Glenn Hughes out at IATA? Will the program ever be resuscitated? This is what Stefan Graber said. Fiata and IATA share a common goal to develop a safe, secure, and unified air cargo industry that embraces global air cargo standards as well as modern technologies and practice to serve international trade and social developments worldwide in a sustainable way. For the past three years, the cooperation agreement for the modernization of the IATA-FIATA air cargo program has sought to set out a new framework working relations that reflect the significant changes undergone by the air cargo industry over recent years and the evolving nature of business relationships between carriers and freight forwarders. 
Stefan went on to say the cooperation agreement with IATA brought the opportunity to deepen the dialogue and acknowledge the great progress achieved through our discussions in addressing the mutual needs of carriers and freight forwarders. While an agreement could not yet be reached on certain topics, a strong foundation has already been laid for both organizations to resume discussion at a later stage. Stefan said, we are pleased to continue our collaboration with IATA and renew our ambitions for the partnership. Uh, okay for that, right? One of the points that attracted interest amongst our listeners was your agreement with pay cargo, which could be a game changer. How do you perceive the reaction of your members to this new facility? How fast do you believe the program will pick up among FIATA members, and will FIATA have a financial role with regard to its own membership? Stefan Graber said, following the presentation of the platform that took place during the FIATA week, we have seen a lot of interest from our individual members and received very positive feedback. The value of the platform to those members is undeniable. Regarding FIATA's role, much work still needs to be done. It's clear that the financial benefits of the freight pay platform will remain with FIATA members, allowing them considerable economy in the high transaction fees. The hopeful exponential curve is the adoption of the new technologies by these members will benefit from the FIATA team's help. A targeted toolkit has been put together by our team with a view to providing more details on the functioning of the platform, demonstrating its benefits and its tangible impact on our members' daily activities. FIATA is also creating a group of experts to drive the promotion of the platform amongst the members. Well, that's underway. Some of our readers and listeners who are also FIATA members, suggested that digitalization of transport document session was interesting, but we were surprised to hear that IT standards are no longer important. We all know how irksome the issue of different standards has been for many years. So is it refreshing or disquieting to hear the standards no longer matter? So this is what the DG told us, Stefan Grover. Standards have always been and remain important. However, a distinction between standards and standardization is required. You say potato, I say potato. That's what I said. Here's Stefan. There are many already existing standards and the new ones are regularly created. Whilst alignment of all supply chain actors and modes of transportation to one single standard does not pass the reality test. What is key instead is to ensure the interoperability of different existing standards and systems. Moreover, all stakeholders have different needs, carrier versus freight forwarders versus customers and so forth. Thus, a one-size-fits-all standard would be way too difficult to implement if one considers the inherent complexity of each type of workflow. This is why Fiat's top focus is on the interoperability of existing standards. We leverage the past efforts and enhance the communication channels. For example, FIATA has based its 
EFBL data model on the UN CFACT semantic to ensure its interoperability with other existing standards, Stefan Grauber said. An entire session, we said, has been devoted to the logistics of COVID-19 vaccine real rollout, rock and rollout. You may not have read an article we published time ago in this issue, and we talked about it on our Flying Talkers platform. Do you see the situation has changed much, or is this issue still intricate outside of the USA and the UK where vaccinations have been comparatively quicker? We'll get to that right after this. Flying Talkers podcast brought to you today by your friends at PayCargo, the better way to pay and to save time and money. You see, PayCargo has a better idea. By simplifying the payment process to more than 3,000 vendors, cargo moves faster. PayCargo saves you time and money by expediting important data and funds to ensure rapid release of your cargo. Maybe best of all, you get the time to build your business assured that the Pay Cargo team is with you, providing trackable, tangible results every step of the way. So why wonder why most shipments in the Pay Cargo system get released in as little as one hour? Go to www.paycargo.com and explore a whole new way to pay and get paid. PayCargo offers flexible payment options and also available credit lines. And as the number one online platform in the world for cargo payments, www.paycargo.com can offer you a level of service, financial expertise, and connectivity that makes it easy to ship, click, and pay. So go to www.paycargo.com and get the rest of the story. Discover how PayCargo simplifies a better way to pay and get paid. And tell them Flying Talkers sent you. That's www.paycargo.com. Great people to do business with. As we continued our conversation with FIATA Director General Stefan Grauber. He spoke to us about COVID-19 and how an entire session had been devoted to the logistics of the COVID-19 rollout at the recent meetings in Geneva. This is what he had to say. The distribution of vaccines is inherently complex due to the product shelf life and temperature requirements which must be maintained from manufacturer to patient. An integrated process management between all parties at both national and international level is required to ensure that the supply chain management needs stringent requirements for vaccine delivery. Noting the places where the authorized vaccines are manufactured to date, early distribution is perceived as having a more localized or country specific impact. Regional agreements aligned with global cooperation will therefore play a strategic role and are playing a strategic role in assuring that distribution needs are met 
for those outside of the key distribution zones. This requires all those within the supply chain to work collaboratively to meet the delivery challenge of this product, which is time and temperature sensitive. If I stammer a little bit, I'm thinking to myself, who doesn't know all of this already? But I guess once stated, we can review in our mind our current condition, right? Time ago, one of the speakers you lined up, Mr. Grover, had expressed concern about the future of the category if freight forwarders are not ready to embrace change in their approach to technology. One could argue that freight forwarders have always shown the ability to change their skin precisely when this was required by season. In your view, will this still be the case or does something else need to be done to avoid decline? Stefan Grauber said, times have certainly become more difficult for freight forwarders, requiring them to become more agile and flexible than ever before. The COVID-19 pandemic has accelerated this change and can be noted through the change in the business models of major shipping lines. The business has become more complex and so has the need for the industry stakeholders to tackle and embrace the evolving technology with professionalism. There's no doubt that freight forwarders have this unique capacity and will continue to adapt. FIATA, as the International Organization for Freight Forwarders, must support and lead the way, especially with regard to SMEs. The sector needs a strong leading representative, as well as policy leader among the international organizations dealing with the supply chain. It should be noted with appreciation that the speaker you have in mind clearly expressed his satisfaction with the new organization of FIATA, recalling the need to continue in the right direction and further adapt to the new environment. We say hooray for that. Our next question, historically, FIATA has not enjoyed ample gender balance. If you look at its presidency and even its board members, you could see that. But you, as DG, have made a change in the choice of officers who, now predominantly, who are now predominantly female. However, the pressure to introduce greater diversity in terms of cultural background, which was perceptible years ago, seems to have vanished. Is this correct? Is there a strategy to increase the diversity among staff? The DG said this. FIANA is by nature an international organization. Here we go. And the headquarters staff is more culturally diverse than in the past when the organization was based in Zurich. The move to Geneva was also motivated by the organization's desire to reach out to a larger pool of qualified international people from international Geneva. The issue of gender and cultural diversity should not be a reason to forget that FIATA is looking first for the most competent profiles to lead the organization and achieve its goals. Okay, These issues remain very important to FIATA as it's shown by the recent DG's signature on the Women in Aviation and Logistics Pledge, an initiative to advance gender balance in aviation and logistics, which the FIATA presidency decided to adopt. FIATA will continue to work with its association members who are the parties proposing delegates for all positions in the governance of FIATA, so as to ensure a diverse representation reflecting our international nature. 
and the modern society. So we wonder, is there any other point you want to make? Got something else to say that you consider crucial in your strategy to meet future challenges? Stefan Grauber said, the world is changing and the journey is exciting. This is how the president of FIATA invited members to support each other within the remit of the organization to unite their regional voices to the FIATA strategy and process without being averse to change. During the FIATA week, President Peterson from South Africa encouraged FIATA members to look forward with confidence and not backwards with nostalgia. So let us collectively embrace this new future of freight forwarding and support FIATA to lead the way through FIATA's reset program. Stefan Graber, Director General of FIATA, based in Geneva. Very well spoken. Thank you so much for that interview. And thank you, Marco Sorghetti, for posing the questions and getting some really substantive answers. Well spoken, well delivered, and we thank you once again. This is Jeffrey Aaron. As we continue our All Cargo Agents edition of Flying Talkers, we wonder, will the India agents kiss the IATA cast? Will they accept the decision of the nine-year-old case that's been going on at the Competition Commission of India, CCI? The CCI recently put an end to the case that had been going on since 2012, nine years ago, when ACAAI said that IATA was guilty of anti-competitive practices. Simply put, the Cargo Agents Association pointed a finger at IATA for determining the rate of agents' commissions, highlighting that the rules of the agency's cargo accounts settlement system cast were unfair. Flying Talkers has been reporting about this case since it was filed. Flying Typers has been as well. In fact, the furor over Cass erupted during a trade show in Mumbai. So no one should hold their breath and assume that ACAAI will go quietly into that good night. The CCI ordered recently that no case of contravention of the provisions of the act is made out against any of the opposite parties, and the matter is directed to be closed forthwith. That's a quote. After it found out that there had been no violation of competitive norms, that was their decision. The CCI also pointed out that ACAAI, the charges were about the accreditation of cargo agents and the introduction of IATA's CAS in India. For its part, IATA welcomed the CCI order and also pointed out that the outcome of the case only emphasized the fact that IATA had been operating in accordance with the competition laws of India. 
In the many twists and turns that the case has taken, ACAAI lawyers contend that IATA comprised of approximately 260 international airlines operating globally has controlled the market in a manner that is, quote, adverse to competition by virtue of its dominant position, end quote. IATA, ACAAI asserts, had, quote, appropriated to itself the right to accredit air cargo agents in India as well as in other countries. Without such accreditation, air cargo agents are unable to carry out their business with airlines as most airlines globally are members of IATA. That's a quote, direct quote. It was pointed out that contrary to similar rules prevailing elsewhere, the CAS rules, as prescribed by IATA Airlines, were anti-competitive, quote, being unilateral and one-sided, and agents have no say in the same. ACAAI also said that IATA unilaterally prescribes the criteria for accreditation of air cargo agents, including the imposition of many financial terms and conditions and untenable penalties. Quote, this clearly indicates abuse of dominant position by IATA. The ACAAI lawyers also noted that, quote, IATA has also abrogated to itself the status of a self-regulated organization, SRO in India, without sanction by any Indian authority. Well, pay me my money down. It's no overstatement to say that ACAAI AAI and IATA have not been the best of working partners. Almost a year ago in April 2020, with COVID-19 raging all around India, ACAAI highlighted and brought forward problems that freight forwarders were facing during the 21-day lockdown that India was going through at the time due to the conflicting directives from authorities and regulators. The biggest challenge was the payment of handling charges through IATA's cargo account system, CAS, to international carriers bringing or taking goods from India. Sul Neil Arora, president of the Air Cargo Agents Association of India, speaking to flying talkers, pointed out that more than 500 IATA-authorized forwarders were unable to pay the cargo handling charges to the carriers if they were not given an extension. The payments were due on April 1st, and IATA had given an extension to a time of nine days until April 9th. Nine days was not enough time, said Aurora, primarily because of the lockdown. At that time, IATA had said that since banks were not part of the lockdown, payments could be done electronically, so the date would not be changed from April 9th. Well, as you read this, the beat goes on. This is Jeffrey Aaron. Well, that does it for our broadcast for today. From the immeasurable sadness of the loss of the great Joe Frigger, to a rather interesting, if not a bit long, interview with the Director General of the largest air cargo forwarder organization in the world, FIATA, to this issue going on in uh, India between IATA and FIATA and the question of whether or not the agents are going to pay any attention to this court decision. 
was an interesting issue. One of the things in that conversation from Aurora I thought was very interesting was uh, they needed more time to get the settle up going. And Ayata said, well, things could be done electronically. The air cargo business is made up of lots of little companies, lots of little freight forwarders. And those freight forwarders are challenged on every side of them, whether they're in India or they're in, in, in Detroit or they're in London or they're in Australia someplace, that beautiful country. And a lot of these guys and women, they're little businesses. And anybody with a little business knows when you got to get some money from a bank, you got to go face to face. We talk about the digitalization of the world we want to get to. Yeah, that's a good idea. The image of those 747s flying around with paper every day, however many we generate as an industry, certainly leads us to want to get things moving as fast as possible and digitalize ourselves into the future. But when you got to go for the money, face-to-face with a banker is about the way you're going to get it. Relationships are built on face-to-face. And when there's a shutdown, the kind of shutdown we've seen where it opens and it closes and it closes and it opens, come on, Ayata. What are you trying to do to people here? We all understand we're in this jackpot together. The better we work on things together, the better off we'll all be in the future. Because there will be a great future for all of us as we get together again, face-to-face, Yeah, we're going to do things differently from now on, but we're also going to never be able to say goodbye to each other face-to-face because that's the strength of our business, whether it be in the passenger end or in the cargo end. Thank you for your time this time. Until next time, take care of yourself. Be careful. Wear your mask. This is Jeffrey Aaron saying goodbye. Speak to me. Good, Lou.